1: Asia pacific markets are trending lower this morning following an overnight sell-off on Wall Street and rising bond yields. The 10-year US Treasury note is now trading above 2.5%. Its highest level in nearly three years. Tokyo is leading APEC markets lower. The Nikkei is down 1.3%. Sydney off about 1%. Seoul is in the red as well. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Good morning, Ryan Huang.
0: Morning, Michelle. Happy Hump Day. How's it
1: going? Pretty good.
0: Pretty busy though. I've got so many issues on the plate and so many headlines to navigate
1: I know and I'm just adding more on the first company on our list this morning let's start with two broker's takes one for a locally listed shipbuilding company the other for property developer both are bullish what do you think that says about the region's economic recovery and Singapore's market rally let's uh, take a closer look the first company on my list this morning is Yang Zijang Shipbuilding CGSCIMB has initiated coverage of the stock and has set target price of $2.41 per share that's more than 50% above where the stock is trading right now, the CGSCIMB, what does it see actually in Young junk's business and why is it so bullish on the stock?
0: Yeah, this has been one of the more active counters in recent weeks and this has been around a bit of news flow coming through that it is planning to spin off its investment segment on the Singapore Exchange main board. So, this is where if it does spin off um, that part of the business, it will then do it through a dividend in specie. So, that is where shareholders will get more shares of that spin off company. So, I think that's where you are seeing a bit of a pricing in of those expectations. So, that investment company is expected to be listed by the end of this month. And it also has plans to deploy $1 billion in its investment and fund wealth management business. So something is trying to grow, and it's also going to mean Yang Zhejiang shipbuilding, the business itself, the core business, will become more focused. So that's also a factor uh, of why we are seeing Yang Zhejiang shareholders getting a bit excited about it. So if you look at how it's been trading in the past month, it's up 6%. In the past three months, it's up 18%.
1: As you mentioned, Yang Zijang's shipbuilding is expected to spin off its financial arm. With a listing on the main board of the Singapore Exchange this month, Yang Zijang's directors say the proposed spin-off of investment business is in the best interest of the company. Do you agree? Well, it's hard to argue
0: against it. So what they are laying on the table is uh, how this spin-off will provide tangible economic benefits for shareholders that are what they call substantial quantifiable and clearly achievable. And Yang Jujang has been one of the big names in shipbuilding and it's a key driver of his growth. And this will now enable the company to separate that core business away from other assets. So in a way, reducing any possible conglomerate discount. So that will give investors a purer play into what they're investing in. And also looking at Yang Zhejiang financial holding, they will then have a more direct access to capital markets. So that's the upside of spinning off the business. More clarity is more streamlined. And this will just mean possibly more active investors um, interested in either business.
1: Yang Zijiang share is currently trading around $1.58 a share. That is their highest level in some six months. As we noted at the top of the show, the research house CGSCIMB thinks that they could rise by more than 50%. Alright, next up on our stockbroker's take list this morning is Guocoland. DBS is initiating coverage of the stock and it thinks that property developer, this one is a buy. Why is that?
0: Alright, so this is a buy according to DBS. It's at a target price of $2.30. So this is almost an upside of 50%. So it's quite bullish on Gocoland because it believes the property player is a play into the future ready living, what they call high-end residential projects and also they believe Gokoland has a growing portfolio of quality investment properties so it's playing into what people want in future where they are aspiring to own uh, more quality homes with better uh, features Uh, also for offices which are trying to upgrade themselves in the sense of having more f- um, amenities or facilities. This is where Gokoland also has a strong position in, which is why DBS believes you know, it is riding on this what I call an office up cycle mm. and that shift in demand towards quality office space, which has an increased emphasis on well-being.
1: Yes, indeed. Better quality air, um, protection from, you know, in terms of occupiers from disease, for example. All right. So DBS has set a target price of $2.30 for per share for Gokolani. If it's right, that's going to represent a 50% gain. These are pretty bullish predictions this morning by DBS and CGS, CIMB. What do you make of them?
0: Yeah, if you look at the upside potential, right? Hmm. We talk about Gokoland, nearly 51% upside. Same for Yang Zhejiang almost. Uh, you have quite a strong um, upside for Yang Jujang as well being uh, put forth from CJS, CIMB. So it does show that despite all the negative headlines we get day in day out there is still pockets of opportunity for investors to get some investment um upside in their portfolio so something you can look at more closely um besides the usual names um the banks of course have been one of the hot favorites in recent uh, weeks and months because of the expected rate hikes but there is beyond the usual suspects names that investors can look at
1: all right next up this morning we move to a story that the internet is abuzz with and we started talking about it ryan and i on the- The show bright and early yesterday in the morning, but it's an evolving story. So plenty of new developments overnight. I am talking about Elon Musk's multi-billion dollar acquisition of a 9% stake in Twitter. First off, Musk and Twitter have reached an agreement of sorts. Musk has agreed not to take over the entire company, at least for now. Uh, What does he get in exchange, Ryan?
0: It looks like he is getting a foot in the door into the Twitter office. So he's got a seat on the board of directors for twitter so this is quite know, interesting you're right? mm-hmm. wondering what he would do after buying a 9.2 percent stake for almost three billion dollars i guess it gets him a seat
1: yep i'd love to buy shares like that right start january 31st and just buy more shares of the same company all the way till april the 1st so how much power will musk have on twitter's board to make changes really on the social media platforms policies
0: Yeah, he's one vocal guy. And if you follow his Twitter account, he's got lots of opinions. So the big question is, how much could he change things at Twitter? But at least um, if you look at um, the setup, he is one of the 12 people on the board. At least he's got a year of all those board members plus the CEO. So they are going to be taking him seriously to some extent. The CEO himself has already welcomed him with quite a flattering message saying, you "No, know, we need someone like Elon Musk because he speaks his mind, he's quite critical of the company. And I think it is true to some extent, you need someone who is, you know, who breaks the mold of the usual yes-man and is able to bring in radical ideas to kind of give a different perspective on things. So mm. I think this is where Elon Musk can add value. Um, so... In a sense, he will be able to contribute ideas, but in terms of steering the ship, like having his hand on the steering wheel, someone else will have it. But that guy will have a lot of backseat drivers now with a louder one, Elon Musk.
1: It appears that Twitter is already taking on one of Musk's goals. It has begun to test an edit button on its paid service. Now, many of Twitter's biggest users, Kim Kardashian, Katy Perry, Ice-T, McDonald's, have long begged for an edit button. So what do you think? Should they have one or do you like reading their typos? Remember <laughs> well, Donald Trump, he used to misspell on Twitter all the time.
0: That's fun, right? <laughs> I think it was one of the big ones. Uh, so if you think about it, Instagram... Facebook, LinkedIn, many social media platforms Uh, give you the chance to take back what you say. (laughs) Maybe Twitter wants to be different. That's maybe where they can have that value of being different. Uh, But there seems to be a growing demand for this edit button. If I look at a poll on Hmm. Elon Musk's tweet, he's run a poll where he is asking, do you want an edit button? So, over 4.4 million people have voted. Nearly... Three quarters of them have said yes. So, clearly demand. So, it remains to be seen if Twitter will bow to popular pressure to give them what they are looking for. So, I'm not sure if it's going to be good in the sense because if you look at Twitter, how it's structured is it's a conversation river where someone's replying to an earlier tweet and so on and so forth. If someone changes the context of the earlier post, it then... Creates a lot of confusion, possibly, of what follows in those um, in that thread.
1: Good point. Good point. It is so instantaneous that if you go back and revise your words, then does everybody get confused lower down the line? Now, Twitter actually said that I was working on this edit button on April Fool's Day and everyone thought it was a joke at first until last night when the company said, no, it is true. It is working on it. I guess the devil's in the details. All right. Next up, let's move to U.S. stocks and U.S. Federal Reserve. The Nasdaq fell more than 2% overnight. S&P 500 dropped to one and a quarter percent. Investors sold off following comments by two prominent Fed officials, Fed Governor Lael Brainard and San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly. So what exactly did they say that spooked markets?
0: Yeah, these are two prominent Fed officials. One of them, uh, Fed Governor Lael Brainard, like you pointed out, and the other one is San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly. So they are typically in the dovish camp and they prefer low rates. And what's worth noting now is they have change their tone, singing a different tune. They want to go higher. They are sounding more hawkish. So it's a change of tone coming through from sounding more dovish members of the Fed. And this is now just signaling that the Fed is possibly going to be more hawkish and more aggressive than what it already has signaled in the past. And this will be something to read into when we get the FOMC minutes tomorrow morning. And what investors are now trying to grapple with is how aggressive are we looking at 50 basis point hikes, which will be double the usual. And how many of those in the coming meetings? We get it two in a row, three in a row. So it's a big question mark around how um, sticky inflation will be, and going by comments from bernard Bernadette, uh, she is saying the no, inflation will be high, and there is an upside risk of it being higher. So, it is sending bond yields higher for a third straight day. The ten-year bonds now at 2.57%. That is around 15 basis points higher from yesterday.
1: The markets will have more Fed news to digest tonight when the central bank releases the minutes of its last meeting. Expectations of higher U.S. interest rates is leading investors to buy U.S. dollars. The price of oil, meanwhile, is easing off despite the war in Ukraine and sanctions on Russia. Why is that?
0: Yeah, so you have almost two different dynamics playing out, right? Mm -mm. One is the Fed speak, which is fueling the expectations of rate hikes. So that is supporting the strength in the US dollar. And when that happens, um, one of the theories is a stronger dollar makes anything priced in US dollars more expensive. Makes sense, right? Because uh, it does become more expensive relative to your own currency. So for anyone buying stuff in US dollars, they might maybe think of buying less because it will uh, cost them more and they might not be be able to afford to maybe they might think about buying it sometime else in the future when things get cheaper so that kind of played a role in weighing on the demand for oil barrels and in that sense bringing down the price of oil so we are looking right now at wti at around 101 dollars per barrel so that's down around 0.3 percent for the week it is down zero or it's down 5.8 percent for brent It is at 106 dollars per barrel And for the week, it is down 5%. So some pressure, but it's been going back and forth according to what people are reading in the headlines.
1: News of atrocities by Russian military forces in Ukraine is leading the US and Europe to impose more sanctions on Moscow. Among the moves, Europe may stop buying Russian coal and the US Treasury Department is halting some payments from Russia's account in US banks. So what is the intended impact of these measures?
0: Yeah, so it's yet another round of sanctions on Russia. And if you cast your mind back, there was earlier measures to make sure Russia has uh, more restrictions when it comes to being able to access its money. And this time around, it has added another layer where it says you can't touch your US dollars parked overseas in US banks or any other international bank. So that is forcing Russia to find US dollars at home in their domestic banks, under the couch, in the drawers. So that is trying to drain all the domestic sources of U.S. dollars that Russia has in an attempt to just back it into a tighter corner and finally possibly default. So I think that is the angle here where the U.S. is trying to just force Russia into a tighter corner and eventually compromise on on stuff because at one point they will not be able to pay for um because and services they, they they need overseas, so I think that is the angle here to just put the the screws tighter around Russia
1: all right, time for corporate headlines, and for this it is time for up or down. Are you ready to open the books ryan let's go let's look at Porsche all right. Porsche
0: is a down for me, so it's around headlines, which says Porsche cars in North America reported lower deliveries in the first quarter by. So, not looking great for Porsche, at least in North America.
1: Yeah, its sales fell 25% in the first uh, first quarter. So, really not good news for a company that is planning an IPO. Let's look at uh, GM and Honda next. Okay, I like this one. So, it's an up for me. GM and Honda Mm. are developing
0: affordable electric vehicles that cost less than $30,000.
1: Yeah, I know. So GM and Honda have unveiled a plan to jointly build millions of small electric vehicles, and these are expected to start selling for less than thirty thousand US dollars. Sounds good to me. Uh, Yo Yap Singh. All right, Yo Yap Singh's
0: down for me. So mm. some sad news for those involved. Um, Thirty-two employees retrench in Singapore. The company says this is due to its uh, evolving business model is changing due to consumer patterns and retail conditions as well as rising costs. So something they are looking at changing to help it become stronger in the long term. So um, bad news though for the 32 employees asked.
1: Absolutely. You're saying firing 32 employees, citing cost pressures so a down for me. Let's look at Jumbo. All right, Jumbo
0: is an up for me. And this is around how it is making plans to open two more noodle stores around the brand cocky Wonton Noodle. So it's a reflection of how business is picking up for some F and B layers. Mm. So much so Jumbo is confident enough to expand its outlets of that Koki Wonton Noodle brand, uh, two more to bring the total to eight. So that is um, looking good for Jumbo
1: Definitely up for noodle fans Like me Jumbo opening Two more cocky wonton noodles uh, Stalls And certainly a sign Of further post-Covid Opening up Have you tried this Cocky wonton? noodles? Yes, it's pretty good um, mm. I might get it later Okay, good idea Now one last note Before we check in on markets Yesterday before uh, We talked about How Great Britain Is going to issue And uh, NFT This year We took some turns Guessing what it could look like I said the Queen Maybe a Cori G's mm-hmm. uh, Today we have another country Making NFT headlines. This time it's Ukraine. Now, Ukraine is not minting its own NFT, but it is preparing to sell NFTs that people from around the world have donated to it, dropped off in its wallet. So, what is up for sale?
0: (laughs) It's quite interesting, right? Normally, you mint your own NFTs for sale, but here you have almost like a uh, bin where everyone around the world is just plonking what they have for everyone else to sell. It's almost like a uh, Salvation Army of sorts where you are accepting donations and then selling those donations. So you have a mix of stuff. Um, so that is um, something that will definitely go somewhere at least to raising funds for the Ukrainian government to buy anything they need for the army, medical supplies and whatnot. So that is um, something you can look at at ua. So lots of different cryptos. Um, you can... Pick up.
1: <laughs> All right, let's turn to Singapore now. We are 26 minutes into the local trading day. City developments, a trio of local banks led the STI higher yesterday. It closed up 0.8% at 34.45. STI now just about 20 points or a half a percent of its 52 week high. So, how's the STI trading this morning? And are we getting any closer to that high watermark?
0: Yeah, so it bunked the trend yesterday up yeah, um, with that rise. And you've got the STI giving back some of those gains right now, down 0.3%, closing at, or rather now at 3,436. And if you look at the 30 constituents right now, it is mostly in the red, only four counters in the green. Uh, at the top, you have, have Judy Matheson Holdings, up 0.8%, followed by Young Zhejiang Shipbuilding. We were talking about it earlier uh, in the news for that Expected spin off, and you have 0.6% in the green for Yang Zhejiang Shipbuilding at $1.59, followed by Rumor International and UOL. At the bottom of the table, uh, a slew of property names Capital Land Invest down 1.5%, followed by Hong Kong Land, um, also Capital Integrated Commercial Trust. And along those names, we have Gunting Singapore, Sats, Thai Bav, and almost every other stock. On the STI is in the red right now, so pretty much following what's happening across the region, where we had a tech sell-off overnight on Wall Street, just putting the pressure on regional markets. Also, the Shanghai lockdown is deepening as well. China and Hong Kong markets reopened today to that prospect, so we could see pressure coming through from that front as well.
1: Thanks very much, Ryan. Have a great Wednesday and enjoy your wonton mee.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM.